Blog Talk Radio. It's Sunday evening, and welcome to Paz I Am Radio. Your hosts for tonight's show are Robert Brining, Jeremy Dunn, and Jack McEnroe. They'll be taking your calls and speaking on the topic of the week. You're encouraged to call in and share some of your life experiences with us. The number to call is 347-215-9442. That number again, 347-215-9442. Welcome to Paz I Am Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Pause I Am Radio. I'm your host, Robert Brining. Tonight, I'm joined by my co-host, Jack McEnroth. Jack McEnroth, happy Sunday. Hey, I love our little musical interlude when that guy intros us. It's so funny. It's like, I want to get, get up and do some, like, lyrical gymnastics. It's like... <laughs> Sounds a little bit like porn music, don't it? Um, well, like, from, like, the 1970s, Yeah. <laughs> So how you doing, man? How was your week? I'm good. I'm really good. Um, I actually, I, um, I don't even know if I want to go public with this, but like, cause it's not like that big of a deal. But um, I don't know if I need the out of pressure. But after I quit drinking on New Year's, so I'm not for any particular reason other than that I was just like, I'm 40. It's 2010. The stars are aligned. Like, I'm like. I'm done, you know, like I, and I had a friend whose birthday it was on New Year's Eve day, and we were just really wasted in Miami, and I was just sort of like, you know what, I'm too old for this crap, and I'm like, I don't need it anymore, so I started training for the gay games this summer, this week, and I've just been swimming my ass off, and it's a good thing, so hopefully I keep it going. Yeah, where are the, uh, where are the gay games going to be at this year? They're in Cologne, Germany. Uh, the uh, end of, I think, the very end of July and the first week of August. Sweet. Yeah. That'll be and fun. And I know you were talking about, um, and I just did, I, I did a, uh, Regan Hoffman had a reading of her new book, and I introed her, and we were talking about uh, the the World AIDS Conference in Vienna. Right. I'm a life ball, and I know you're trying to get people to sponsor you to go to that. I noticed um, there are scholarships on the website itself. Did you see those yeah. already? Cause yeah, I went there, I went through that, and someone told me that I usually don't have a good shot at it because I'm in the United States. And well, those... you, could, you, could, you could talk about how this program is really, you know, global. Anyone right. can listen to it. Right. It might help. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Someone's I back. have to... Yeah, I mean, I have to. I just started thinking about that too because I actually didn't know. I was really interested in going to the Life Ball just because it's really fun, and um, I'm actually going to a dinner next week with the people that um, put the whole thing together. So I don't really. They didn't tell me like why they want me to come specifically, so I don't know if they want me to help them or what. <laughs> but it should be interesting. So yeah, so you never know. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I have. Um... Uh, that's what somebody told me it would be a good idea to get to get out there and to get the word out. It would be a good place to, you know, a good platform to to go out and talk about the radio show to get it out there more. So, yeah, definitely. It was a good how, idea. How's, every, how's everything going with the body? Have you, do you have how many log entries do you have? Just one or? Uh, um, I actually they haven't posted my blog yet, okay. and um, I spoke to um, Bonnie Goldman, the lady who runs the body, and she said she was going. They posted a new blogger last week, and he was Doctor Bob. 
And um, she said she didn't want to overlap it and have people, you know, go to the Dr. Bob blog and not go to my blog. So she said she's going to post it this week. Got it. So I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, I send um, people there, so I'm like. Well, this is my, this is like my, my porn week, I guess, because on Wednesday I did um, a uh, benefit here in New York at Pieces, which is a bar on Christopher Street, and um, it's the porno bingo, but for <laughs> Will Clark does it, and uh, they just call it bingo, it's, it's a hoot, they call it bingo numbers, and then. We actually raised like eleven hundred dollars for the anti-violence project. So, um, Michael cool. Brandon, I, I'm not I'm not really up on my porn stars. I mean, I don't know their names <laughs> and stuff, but um, I do know Aiden, who we're interviewing tonight. I actually I met him at the the Drag Awards here in New York with uh, Angina, believe it or not, at the Glammies. Um, he's a really great guy. But um, Michael Brandon was the, at at the porno bingo and. Um, He's fairly well known just because he has like an enormous appendage hanging from, <laughs> hanging from between his legs. <laughs> um, but yeah, Aiden's really cool. So and his HIV plus article is really interesting, and um, we've kind of been texting back and forth. So he's a nice guy. I'm excited to talk to him. Yeah, from what I've, I've gathered, I mean, like like you, I'm not. I wasn't really, you know. Um, educated in the porn industry so i didn't really know too much about him until the, the article came out and um it's amazing because a lot of people have gotten back to me saying that they that they all like purchased their books his books and they've been reading his books um you know friends of mine and how you know that he's a really good writer and i was like how come i've never heard of this man before so you know that's why i wanted him to come on because personally i didn't know him as a porn star you know i know him as an author and and uh, you know as an activist and stuff like that. So yeah, well, he, I mean, apparently, I was looking at his Facebook page, and I don't I don't know him that well either. But you know, he has he has he has a lot of some schooling and writing, and um, so yeah, I'm sure his books are are well done. I I think I mean I I, I haven't read any of them, but I plan on it. So, so yeah, I read them. The, the, I hope I, I hope Skype. I mean, I know he's calling from London, so I hope Skype works and we can. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I guess we'll find out because he's still on the line right now. Okay. <laughs> so, folks, you can put your hands together, I should say, if I was out of, out of place, but help me welcome um, adult film star, um, actor, activist, writer, author. Um, he even wrote, uh, he's a songwriter, too, I saw on YouTube. He even wrote a song, and he's a director and a model and all that good stuff. So, please welcome Aiden Shaw to Pause I Am Radio. Aiden, are you there? Hey, hello, I'm here. Oh, hi, Aiden. Welcome to the show. Hey. Hello. <laughs> uh, I've written a couple of albums, by the way. Um, you'd have to go to iTunes or something to look it up. Oh, okay. So you have uh, a couple albums. Yeah. Is there, is there a delay on this? Because it's taking you a while to answer me. No. Not really. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, that's very polite of you. Hello. So it's, yeah, it's late here in London. It's you know It's just past midnight, so... Yeah, I so stayed I, up I, especially I, I for you guys. Oh, oh. God, you're, going to be, you're going to be up till 1 o'clock in the morning, so... Oh, you're going to keep me up that long? No, you can stay as long as you like. If you only want to do a half, you can do a half. That's fine with us. Okay, let's see how it goes, then. Let's improvise. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you get boring, we'll, like to, we'll cut you off. And just <laughs> and same, same. Same, same. <laughs> what do you have Wait, to ask me? Anything so, interesting? 
Thank you. You gonna make me some um, tea? A cup of tea? <laughs> so they drink over there. We drink coffee here. No, I drink coffee too. We're we're just like you guys, only we speak properly. Oh, fuck off. Hey, hey, Fuck <laughs> Also, we have culture and history. You know, that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, we, Americans, we don't care about that. We just care about pop culture. It's different. No, no, no. You guys you got, you guys got McDonald's. You got Madonna. You got you had Michael Jackson. You got a lot of good stuff, man. Well, we have, and we also have dentists. So don't, don't get nasty. I know you also have obesity, don't you? Oh, we do, but hello. Have you seen Robert and I? Neither one of us are fatties, so don't even try it. Right? Yeah, yeah, he, I haven't seen you both, but I believe you. Um, did you never, ever live here? Like, I think a lot of people look saying because you were in the adult film industry here in the U.S. that you were here, but you, have you always Well, no, there? yeah, I, I, I've had to spend time there. I spent months at time. I've had apartments in L.A., San Francisco, New York, you know, over the years, all since about 1991, um, I've had apartments there. But ultimately, my, my visas only last three months at a time. It's kind of... um handy for me because I have two passports, English and Irish, so I can go come and go quite frequently because they don't think I've been for three months when I get there, you know. But still, I like to come back to England anyway because I like the sense of humor and the mentality, you know, and the food. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. and the weather. And the weather. You were just outside of, uh, I mean, we've been texting over the week, you were outside of London. Were you seeing family or what were you doing? Yeah, well, I went um, to spend New Year's Eve and New Year's with um, a family I know. It's a young family of some friends of mine. I guess not so young because I'm not so young, but they're not my family, really. But um, I, I'm the godfather of one of the children, and I, I love, adore the, the newest baby. And um, she's one of my best friends, so I went to spend New Year's with them, and it was very sober and very sweet and very gentle. And I went to bed early, and they carried on later because they're adults and they were drinking and stuff. But yeah, it was lovely. But then I got snowed in because there was all those crazy snowstorms in Devon. But it looks so beautiful, you know. But um, yeah, it was lovely. I just got back a couple of days ago. Cool. So one of the things we wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, were was the book that you just had come out, Sword Truth. Um, since you were just featured in uh, HIV Plus magazine, and um, it was uh, an amazing read because, like I, I said before, you came on Aiden. I wasn't really familiar with gay porn, so I didn't know who the big Aiden Shaw was. That everybody, you know, is is globally in love with you. You know what I mean because of what you do, and I I wasn't familiar. So for me to have you been living under a rock? What you do when I live under a rock? <laughs> no, it just wasn't. It wasn't my. <laughs> you like that, Jack? Huh? <laughs> uh, Robert's a little slow on the uptake sometimes, so you know he's a dork. He's adorable, but he de- well, he doesn't live under a rock. He'd he have to be. Of, he lives outside of Philadelphia, which is kind of the same. Have thing. you never picked up a gay magazine? No, I <laughs> did. Well, maybe, you know, maybe I just never knew that it was you. I didn't look at the names, I guess. <laughs> you don't. You just look at the pictures. He likes the pictures. He just can't read. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, in that in that case, he must have seen me then, because there's been a hell of a lot of pictures over the years. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I, I anyway, I'm just, but I'm but I'm very insipid. You maybe didn't notice. <laughs> so, so um, I was going to ask, uh, the new book just came out, right, um, some, last year, correct? November, yeah. Right, and you, and you were doing the book tour here uh, not too long ago. Yeah, and, um, yeah I, haven't, I, haven't com- I haven't completed it. I haven't, I haven't done all my days yet, but um, it got too cold to go to places like Toronto and Chicago. And so um, I, 
came back home and I was going to make another stint in, in, in spring, depending on how well the book does, you know. When it gets a bit warmer, I'd like to go to some other places. All right, well, what I wanted you to tell us about is a little bit about um, the book that you, that you just had, The Storage Troops, and, and what it's about it and why you decided to write, you know, another book, because you have seven of them, and one of them is an autobiography, I believe, of your 30s, and this one is of your 20s. Yeah, why does anybody continue to do anything they, they do? Why does any artist carry on painting another picture? It's in my soul, I guess I don't have a choice. But also, you know, I'm asked to do them, and so it's what I do for a living, so it kind of makes sense to do that. But why did I write it in my 20s? Because it was a fun time, and it was, I had a lot of kind of, um, I had a lot of source material, I had a lot of diaries, very detailed diaries from the time, and so it was fun kind of picking through that and looking at stuff and looking at myself. It was, you know, it was fun for me going over what I was then and what I am now and what I've become and how much of has gone wrong or gone right and you know, it was very interesting for me but it was also it was just nice writing about such a fun carefree time because it was a time when you know my friends weren't dead of AIDS and um, I we had an IV drugs and you know there was lots of money around and lots of beauty and lots of health and it was just kind of easy times you know and also you know I was asked to write it <laughs> so I wasn't told I mean, were you always a writer? Did you always have this, like, in your blood when you were young that you always wanted to write books? Um, no, I, I think if that's if that is your goal is to write books, then you're kind of doing the wrong thing. If you want to write, you want to write. But um, I, but I think it's funny that you say that because several people come to me now because they want to write a book. I say, well, do you like writing? Well, that's not the issue. They want to write a book. So, well, no. What I've always written, yes, I've always been good at writing at school. It was, it was the one thing I was good at. I was much better at writing than I was at visual art. Yeah, I went to art college when I left school. Funnily enough. I, I have a question. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have a question here in the chat room um, from one of our um, people listening live, and they want to know: are, are you still with your band that you write about in your books? Well, fun enough. A lot of people ask that, and I, we we are planning on doing some more music together because I think it's Nina was um, doing a degree and she's finishing it this year. And Mark was off doing you know kind of painting and stuff in different countries like Berlin and stuff and. But we're all thinking of getting together and doing some some music this year. But it will probably be, you'll probably see it first on my new website, which is going to be up and running in a few months. Which said, look out for that. <laughs> it's, at the moment, it's kind of embarrassing, but it's going to be it's going to be a good website soon. Will it be Aimstar.com? Will it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought maybe SandraBullock.com. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. You'd probably get more hits. <laughs> Yeah, but I wouldn't get them. She'd get the hits, wouldn't she? Well, I guess if you technically had your picture came up, it it would work. Well, I wouldn't be able to use her name, would I? No. <laughs> My website's Madonna.com, so. <laughs> but I bet I bet it isn't because I bet I bet someone else has got that one already. Oh, I bet some blonde chick. I bet some blonde I, chick somewhere has got that one. I bought that. I bought that in the eighties when I was a young end. <laughs> yeah, but no, you forget she's been around that half a century. Uh, oh God, I know. I'm as old as she is. I'm as how old are you? No, no, you're not. I've seen you in the flesh. <laughs> I know. I look younger than I am. It's all smoke and mirrors, dear. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, I'm actually, I'm actually the age I am. I'm, I'm 43. I'll be 44 yeah, this year in February. I, I'll be 41 in April. So. Yeah, you look pretty I'll young, be- baby. I'll be 31 in May. Oh, you look great. <laughs> You've got a face for radio, as they say. <laughs> um, 
We have another question here coming out of the chat room, Aiden. Um, uh, this gentleman is by the name of Casey says, for a short time he lived in London and used to chat with you um, at the gym about his voice. Um, and he is so proud of what you are doing. And what do you believe is the most significant challenges we face aging with HIV? Okay, slow down. First of all, I like the name Casey a lot. I used to chat with him in the gym in London. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. And what was the question then? The, um, yeah. what, are, what do you believe are the most significant challenges we face aging with HIV? Um, I think the drugs, not, I don't know, medication. I think if, if we can, you know, I, you know, med, you know, medication is so great these days. I think if we can avoid, you know, kind of crazy lifestyles and drugs and kind of live healthily, you know, we have a really good chance of living to old age these days. But I think if we party and we kind of don't sleep and we fuck ourselves up and dehydrate ourselves, we're not in for a good ride, you know. You know, friends of mine who have died, you know, died mainly of drugs rather than HIV these days. You know, you know it's, we can't stay alive, you know. I know, you know, some people aren't so, so fortunate, but, you know, a lot of us can remain healthy if we have healthy lifestyles, I think. You know that. Yeah. And that's now, something I, that... Go ahead, Zach. Uh, well, I was just going to say, you've been sober since June of this year, is that correct? Y- y- last year, yeah, 2009. <laughs> June this year hasn't happened Yeah, yet. last year, 2009. So, um, um, and then, so how's that been going for you? Like, I, I, you know, I... It sounds really corny, but I just I just love it. You know, it's it's the best decision I ever made. Um, of course, you know, health wise, you know, I'm radiant. <laughs> you know, I feel young again. I get hard ons when I wake up in the morning. It's, you know, it's just it's like having it's like having it's like having me back that I never had. You know, I kind of because I grew into I grew into the adult Aiden who did drugs and and took, you know drank a lot. And it's a shame that I never was this before because I could have had such a sweet life. You know, sweet life that you know wasn't completely. Um, terrorized by fear and doubt and insecurity and neuroses and stuff that comes with like using drugs and come downs and you know the, the blurry confusion and the fucked up relationships I had because of the dysfunction because of drug use you know it's it's nuts you know the stuff I've, I've experienced through drugs and alcohol was you know I might have actually had a healthy you know um, relationship if I hadn't done them you know I don't know you know, I'm, you know of course you know I am majorly well, fucked I up mean... and I don't know why that is but yeah, I think that that may be true. I mean, I wouldn't beat yourself up too hard about that. I mean, a lot of us. Go no, I'm saying, I'm, yeah, who knows why I'm so crazy? But you know, right. I think this, things I would mean, have been e- things bound to, would bound to have been easier though, surely. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the '90s were a big blur for me. I know. I mean, I think a lot of people my age at my at that time were going through like partying, clubbing, and all that stuff, and. I kind of try not to look back on all that with regret. I just try to think. Oh no, you know, yeah. I, I I will I will hold some regret because I want to stay away from it. But I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't beat myself about it. I think it's all part of the process, and I, it's where I got it's what got me to now, and I'm happy about what, what I am now. But still, you ask me, you know, about it, and I think, well, it, yeah, um, I feel good that it's all gone away, you know, simple as yeah. that, you know. And explain, tell. Uh, and if I if I, if I could influence any kids at all not to do that, well then I will do, you know, no doubt yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's great. Because it's not I, just I, me; it's yeah. everyone I see around me. You know, it's it has a kind of uh, a destructive uh, influence. You know, as simple as that. Because uh, very few people uh, have, you have moderate drug use or, or moderate alcohol. You know, you know, a lot of us do things to extremes. You know. Now, I was reading in your, and I, I'm, I mean, I've never been in AA or any of those things, and actually I was talking to a friend of mine who's in AA, um, but I was really um, influenced by the acronym that you talked about in your HIV Plus article, HALT. Um, oh, yeah. What is that? 
what is that? I mean, I've never heard that before. And then I said, oh, I, I go, oh, I think this is really cool. And I like, you know, since I, I, I was just telling Robert that I stopped drinking yeah. on New Year's, and I like, I try to, Aww. whenever I feel like going out with my baby. friends. Well, thank you. Um, it actually it hasn't been very hard, but I, I mean, I'm not stupid, you know. Whatever. I mean, that's my. Yeah, yeah. You know story. what to avoid and stuff. You know. Yeah, I know. Not to avoid situa- situations where it's going to be hard work. Exactly. Because you know, that, these are these are these are the tricks you know we use in in AA and things. I read I read Holt in in getting staying sober. I think it is this little little book that they they give out, and it's just kind of tricks to help you you know stay sober. And there's there's practical things like don't go to bars, you know, don't hang out with friends where you know you know if you're going to meet someone, meet them for breakfast or meet them for lunch or in you know, breakfast is better because there's no way that's going to turn into alcohol. You know, just just be sensible about how you plan yourself so you're not going to be in situations where you're going to be tempted. But of course, one of the big things is this: um, they have this. Uh, expression halt, and you have to. If you're in a situation where you feel like you want to drink, think: Am I hungry, anxious, or angry? Lonely or tired? You know, I say anxious rather than angry because I don't really get angry. I get more anxious. But hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And if you go through those, if you look at your, look at in the situation you're in, you go through those things. Am I hungry? I have something to eat. So often you don't actually feel, especially if you have some sugary, you don't feel like drinking. And if you're anxious or angry, leave where you are, go home, relax, you know, meditate, watch a nice film, something, you know. If you're lonely, call somebody from AA or somebody who doesn't drink or, you know, a really good friend who makes you feel nice. And if you're tired, have a nap. Oh my God, the amount of times I've woken up from a nap and thought, okay, I so don't want to drink now. You know, you don't feel like a drink actually you've had a nap <laughs> when you wake up. I don't, well, I, some people do want to drink when they wake up, but usually um, a, t- a sleep will help get rid of a feeling for wanting a drink. And I think that can be true for like any really destructive behavior. The only thing I kind of no, I, I agree now, with you completely. That's why I think it's such a nice one. I think it's good for like yeah, lots of situations where you feel dysfunctional and yeah, I agree with you, babe. And Go the on. only thing I, I added on to that for myself is boredom. Like, and I couldn't, <laughs> okay. a, I couldn't think of a really good speech like added to the acronym, but um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um that's good apart. Yeah, the thing is, I think I think bored now, bored now, boredom is more of a character thing now. I think because I never get bored because I've I've got my own mind to entertain me. But I think one of the other things are kind of I don't know things that you don't. It's not really your, your character or your personality. Do you know what I mean? Because well, I, I mean, think lots of people. I don't mean boredom in the sense that like yeah, I have a really fulfilling life. I do a ton of stuff. New York's amazing. There's always something to do. But well, I think well, that that is the, uh, that is you've answered you answered yourself there. There's always something to do. Just. Use your imagination and don't be so lazy. <laughs> Sorry. Right. No, it's just that a huge part of, I mean, every, any any social culture, but especially, I think, gay culture and urban culture is entertaining. Like, I have a whole group of friends that our social activity is drinking. Like, that's See, it. well, see, cause I, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna stop you because I think you don't mean boredom. I think you mean something else. And I think you should look at that because I think by, by boredom you mean not getting what you want or... Not getting entertained or something, but that, that, that's more. It's not about boredom. It's about yeah. you getting things out of your life that you should be. But you've got to work at that. You can't just expect things to happen to you. You know, it's, you've got to put some input in. Yeah, I no, think. I mean, I, th- I think that's true. I agree. Um, so, when did you find out that you were HIV positive? I don't know the date. Um, I, 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 I can't even guess really. Sometime between now and when I was born. <laughs> that's a pretty good guess. But it was in 1997, right? Uh, I'll, I'll believe you. If I've if you read it somewhere, then I'll, it's probably true. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds good. Yeah, 97. That's funny. And, and how well, was that? Well, a little that? bit later, maybe. 
How was that for you, Amy, when you were diagnosed? It wasn't a shock, um, as it isn't for a lot of people. And um, it was definitely a relief, because I'm not the kind of person who could be, um, who could stay stay negative. Um, You know, the lifestyle at the time wouldn't have allowed it. And my lifestyle was very important to me then. Now it's probably something I could do, but um, luckily it's not a choice. Did you have a big support system then? No, I didn't. I, it wasn't a big deal for me at all. You know, I, I think I've, I'm quoted as saying, when the nurse told me I laughed at the time, um, it, there, that may have been a, a, a laugh of release, I don't know, but I burst out laughing. And um, I think a lot of things fell into place. You know, my my future seemed like clearer because at the time, you know, you know, you thought you were going to die pretty quickly and it, a lot of things were, sort of, were solved, you know. I didn't have to worry about old age or pensions or all sorts of things. You know, At the time, of course, it's changed since, but... Back then, you know, I remember my doctor once saying to me, "Oh, don't worry, you've got you've got a, you've got a good five years." And that was he said that as a as a doctor giving giving me his medical advice. You know, that was what it was like then. You know, and that was you know that was you know it was even worse early on. You know, but they're the kind of things we were told by doctors. You know, don't worry, you've got, you've got another five years. You know, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, you you looked at you looked at things very differently. But you know, I never saw it as you know. If anything, I romanticised it, and I thought I thought. Um, Oh, you know, gay people dying together, it was tragic and saint-like and quite beautiful, you know. But, you know, I'm not saying my, my way of looking at it is traditional or, or right or good, but, but you asked me how, how I saw it, and that's how I saw it. Hello? Oh, I yeah. silenced you. I hope that's yeah, a delay it, on the phone. Well, I, I think it's weird for you because you're on Skype, so you sound fine. There's no delay for us. I think there's a delay for you, so it sounds like... No, I'm not on Skype. I'm, tel- I'm using my telephone. I couldn't work out your instructions at all. I've got a friend who's trying to help me, and he couldn't do it either. So. <laughs> I'm, using, I'm just using an old-fashioned house telephone because it has the best reception. That's funny. funny. Well, I have um, I have a caller here on the line. I'm going to um, bring them on. Area oh, lovely. code 310. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, it's Angina. Hi, Angina. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, lady. Hello. I just how are you? It's lovely to hear you. I know you when too. Are I just, do, when are you going to do coffee? Oh, I know soon when you're back in New York, yeah? Are you, are you in New York now and then? No, right now I'm in Los Angeles. I don't think we should use this as a little personal chat line, by the way. But Right, right. Well, I, I was calling right, right, right. because I wanted to actually... Ask you a serious I mean, question. Yeah, serious <laughs> questions only, but I wanted to say hi to Jack and Robert. Hello. Hello. Hi. And um, I wanted to just say that I read your book and I finally finished after, I don't know, maybe a month or so. <laughs> and did I really like enjoyed it, it. I did. And um, I'm really oh. excited to read your previous ones just to take insight on, on the life that you've lived. So I just wanted to say that uh, thank oh, you for sharing. Yeah, sorry, your... I will send you that. I will send, I'm going to go get my, my undoing off the shelf now and put it on the side so I remember to send it. I don't remember things unless I put them beside the door. I've got a little pile of things beside the door, things I have to do. So Andrana's book is Beside the Door. Okay, make sure you insert one of your underwear in there, too. I'd like that. Do you want me to jerk off into it? Yes, please. <laughs> okay, I'll do that when my friend's gone. Oh, that's so dirty. But I, I just wanted to say, you know, like I've told you this before when we had coffee in New York that I, I really appreciate, like, you opening it up and and telling your story to the whole world about you know what you went through it, it kind of gives hope to a lot well it does give hope to a lot of people that are 
maybe going through the same thing that you you might be or oh. us or whatnot in any different aspects of their life. And I think so, that's very, really very, good. Insight. Very sweet of you, baby. I, I feel like I didn't have a choice, though. You know, my my mother brought me up to tell the truth, and you know, it, it's not it doesn't come second it doesn't come second nature. You know, I can't I don't lie easily. You know, so. Right. I, I, all, I got was, that was, from was, when you and I had coffee. I know you're a very frank person, so I appreciate that. Brutally so. Br- yes, brutally so. You told me to shop once or twice because I was interrupting you, but, you know, that was good. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I, I took it very well. I was like, okay, Daddy, I will. You took you <laughs> took it good. It took a little bit of leave, but you took it good. <laughs> but I slapped on you twice. I'm sorry? I spat on you a couple of times and you took it Right, good. right. <laughs> You're funny. But um, I wanted to just you know call it's in. True. And say you know it's true. It is true, but don't tell everybody. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to call and tell that I miss you guys and I, I love you guys for all that you guys are doing. So hopefully we'll and all you can, get... You, you, you can't have those panties back, though, Angina. Right? I'm sorry? You, you can't have those right? panties back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jack, what did you ask me? I said you got your hat, right? Is oh, yeah, Jack uh, Jack made me um, a custom hat that I'm going to be wearing for a thing that I'm filming on Tuesday that's going to air on Logo sometime in the next couple of months. So, But it's not about me today, but I just want to say thank you. It came in oh. one piece, and I'm I'm really excited about it, and you're going to you're gonna see it on TV. So. Oh, you're so polite, baby. Lovely to hear you. You too. Take care, you guys. Talk, talk, talk on Twitter. Bye, baby. Okay, bye-bye. Bless your heart. He's great. He's yeah, lovely, eh? Yeah. So polite, uh, too. Yeah, she always is. Here, he said, um, please, <laughs> before I did it. I, I, I saw your um your interview that was posted on your YouTube page. Um, and for people who are interested, they can check it out at YouTube backslash uh, Um, Not, yeah, backslash Shaw. And I saw it was like oh, a Judy, part Judith Reagan one. Did. I'm sorry. The Judith Reagan one. The Judith Reagan yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah. That well, was I really. Uh, the, the, that was really interesting, and you were like, she's like, on Jonathan said, you're really frank in those in those interviews, and I think it's really interesting that people, you know, um, get to see that side because they, uh, I mean, some people don't get to see that just from reading a book, and to see the interaction with you and that lady talking about things that. You know, that lady. don't like to talk about. <laughs> that that lady is very famous. That lady. I'm sorry. No, no, what I find a little bit disturbing is that people are so kind of, kind of shocked by honesty. What is that about? What What is it saying about everybody else? That's what I kind of I'm a little bit surprised about. You know, totally does nobody tell the truth? I totally agree with that because I think I'm like. Who are we pretending to be so innocent? Like, I haven't read your book, but I mean... Well, hello, do you know what I mean? Not you, but hello. I can only imagine. um, You know, I mean, I'm I'm no angel either. And it's like, people that I know, I mean, most of them have done most of the things that I'm sure you talk about. Well, do you know, I mean, I've I've been at those parties and I wasn't the only one doing those things. It's like, you know, there's there's teams of people and they're still, still doing it. It's like, give me a break, you know? You know what, yeah, I have, exactly. um, real quick, I have Angina here on the line again, so I don't know if she has something else she wants to say, <laughs> but she called back into the phone. Hello, Angina? No, 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 it's just my computer at work is not working, so I'm just listening in, so carry on the conversation. I'm not going to interrupt okay, you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> funny. I was like, that was odd. <laughs> Luckily, she's pretty. 
Yeah, and right. another thing she says. <laughs> Some um, other questions I have coming out of the chat room is, is uh, what, what has been your biggest obstacle in life and how did you overcome it? Wow. Um, I think um, things like um, prejudice and um, preconceptions, people's um, prejudice about me being a sex worker and preconceptions about um, what I have to say and what I am, you know. Um, but it's really it's prejudice, really. You know, I think that's been the hardest thing because everything I've tried, to, everything I've been trying to do, I've always had this kind of albatross of like sex worker around my neck, which which I'm not going to let go of. And fuck, fuck them, you know, fuck you. Um, it's not going away. And I'll go back and do some more sex work in a porn movie just to fuck you all off, you know. But but it means people are judging me constantly. Well, again, judge away. You know, I'm not going anywhere. You know, but, you know, you've got to put up with it. You know. Well, that was actually one of my questions. Um, do you are you do you still do uh, like porn or not, or are you planning on it? Or well, well, I've, I've I've been talking with 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 Colt Studios, and we're, we're planning on doing something this spring or summer. Oh, well, can you know? So John yeah, I, you know, I want. I well, yeah, yeah, with John. Yeah, I love John. He's, but um, he's one of yeah, because uh, yeah, no, I adore John. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we 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 spoke um about it, and um yeah, we're just waiting to, waiting for kind of our schedules to align, and yeah, and like things are. You know, I wanted, I wanted, he said, his email he sent to me was, when are you going to come back, when are you going to come over to court and play with some men? I thought, well, when are you going to ask me? I, you know, but I, I think I wanted to do something now because I want to do something, you know, I know it sounds really corny, but to kind of to represent, you know, older people, you know, because I can say that now I'm 43, I've got grey hair. It's like, I want to show that it's not all about twinks. And just, you know, if you're older, it doesn't mean you have to do kind of bareback, you know, kind of skanky porn, you know, you can do... And you can be sexy and be older, you know. Somebody's got to carry the fucking flag, you know. So yeah, I wanted to do it, and Carl seems a perfect, um, perfect vehicle to do that. And of course, working with John will be lovely, you know. Yeah, John is a really stand-up great guy. I love him. Yeah, he's he's got integrity, I think. And my other and question, question I to get out of, my question I wanted to get out of the way before I forget is, I know you did a photo shoot with Pierre Gill. Um, I've done several with him actually. You you have? I just. Work yeah, with yeah. them. Like I, I have, I have their big coffee table book, and I think they're amazing. So I just, a lot of people, a lot of people listening probably don't know who that is, but they're, um, they're, they're, are they still lovers? No, they're never. They're no, they're not lovers. They're they lovers. Okay, well, they're a, a photography team, and I'm. From what I, you, you can just fill us in. But from what I know, one is more of the photographer, and then one does more of like the after work product, Photoshop stuff. But the stuff is amazing. Like, I just yeah, but it's it. not Photoshop. He does it with a paintbrush. There he does. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, but um, also, yeah, I just want to say it's lovely because you know because um, they're very friendly and they're sweet. You know, very sweet, humble, kind of just cute, kind of nice men. You know, and it's you know they're not anything like their paintings. They're just kind of sweet, kind of homely guys who've got a real sense of humour and you know they yeah they're fun and you know they yeah they're open-minded and they're cool. You know. And, you know, because um, Pierre drove me down to the train station on the back of his moped afterwards. You know, they're, just, they're really nice guys, you know. I had tea with them beforehand and, you know, chatting, telling me stories about, you know, Kylie Minogue and Michael Jackson, everybody, you know. But they're great. They, yeah, they did one of, um, called Take My Heart of Mike Mead, too. Another one called La Tentation de Saint-Antoine. Antoine. How do you say that, babe? Tentation. Cool. It's Tentation of St. Anthony, but I think it's pronounced Antoine. So yeah, that's the other two pictures they've done of me, by the way. <laughs> if you care to look at them. But yeah, I want to, I want to, do, I want to see them again this year. I want to see if I, see if I can do something else with them, you know. Because you know, I lo- yeah, I love their work too, you know. I'd like to do an old man picture with them, you know. Aiden the old man. 
It's all about eating the old man now. It's all well, about that. You may have grey hair now, but you don't look old, so... Not at all. I hope I look that good well, in my 40s. Well, I don't take that as a compliment, it's, um, um, because people say... You know, I say to someone, you look young, they say, oh, thank you. I say, it wasn't a compliment, it's just an observation. I, there's nothing wrong with looking old, you know. I, I said to my mum, I've got a, a grey be- beard, and she says, but it's all you look old. I say, mum, there's nothing wrong with being old. I, I look my age, I look, I look what I am, you know. It's, there seems to be this kind of weird negativity about old age. It's like, I'm fine with being old, you know, you can call me old. It's just what I am, it's no, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you're right. There is there's this thing about being old too. I didn't really mean it like that. I just meant like I I met you in the first time in person like three months ago or so. I don't remember when it was, but um, I think what yeah, you're trying I mean, to say is I I was I was attractive regardless of my age. Exactly. Right. But yeah. I think that, I think that is the important thing. If you if you're confident about what you are and you're healthy and stuff, yeah, to try and be attractive. It's like, it's nice to be attractive, but you know we can do that at any age, hopefully. You know. Right, well, and, and, you know, in my experience, everyone's got their preference. I actually prefer, I mean, I would never date someone who is 21, no matter how beautiful they are, because that's just not sexy to me. So, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, everyone's into what they're into, so. No, you know, I, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, I would prefer older men. It's just that they're fucking hard to find older men than me now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, it's funny, I have a question well, coming out of the chat room here for you, Aiden. Um, Nate, um, who okay. runs the HIV pause cruises, wants to know, how difficult was it to overcome the fear of facing paralysis after the accident? Is he there? Am I talking directly to him? No, he's on the chin the chat room. He's in the chat okay, room. Okay, okay. Well, but the, thing is, um, the thing is, with the paralysis, the doctors could never tell me whether it was going to get any better. And so, you know, I should have been completely terrified. But the thing is, I, I think other people have found this with kind of very big, you know, kind of traumatic things like um, paralysis and, and 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 things like that. You don't think beyond it at the time. You're so busy kind of dealing with it. You don't you don't think woe is me or oh am I ever going to get any better or I don't know. You don't. I didn't I didn't think to think about myself out of out out of myself. All I could think was inside like how am I going to how am I going to get those cornflakes or how am I going to get to the toilet now or where's my friend to help me pee in that jug? You know it's like, it was that kind of thing. It was much more immediate, much more much more visceral at times. You know you didn't have the luxury of like mourning you know, the loss of your limbs or you know thinking about the future. They they were luxuries. You know do you understand? So I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't do that. I didn't worry about it. I must have been terrified on some level or at least. Um, I must have hated being in the body I was in because I couldn't move. You know, it sounds like a, a, a nightmare, and it probably was, but I was so busy dealing with it, I didn't have time to think about it, you know. I cried a lot. I cried at night by myself in the bed, you know. I was scared I was going to fall out, and it was horrible. It was all very terrifying, but, you know, it wasn't about fearing that I wasn't going to walk again, you know. It was just terrifying. It was actually terrifying at the time, you know. Do you understand? Does that answer your question? Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um now, I read in your HRV Plus magazine, they asked you, um, you know, what three books would you recommend to a young gay man? And I would like to ask you, what three books would you recommend to a young HIV positive man? I can't think of any HIV positive specific reading, I'm afraid. Um, I think everybody should read Oscar Wilde's, you know, fairy tales because they, they make, they're joyful and they make you feel good about yourself and about the world and they make you believe that there's that there is love and there's there's nice people and there's kindness and there's joy and I think that's a really good thing to think. It's good. It's good to have hope. It's good to have hope in people, you know. But I guess any, any, I guess any books that did that that 
that showed people in a, in a good light, you know, that made you feel like, okay, people aren't so bad, because you need people, you know. I think more than anything else, when, if, you, if, you're, if you're dealing with any kind of illness or, or fear of um, illness or the future, you know, people are a great source, you know. Do you understand? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I absolutely understand. I think it's um, important. It's not always like friends that. as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think people who have been in hospital and who have been kind of very desperate for now is, the strangest, it's the strangest situation, you know, situation to bring out the strangest people that, that give you comfort and love, you know, a nurse, you know, who does something in the right way to you, they show you so much love, you know, it's not always the people, not always the your good friends, the ones you expect, and certainly not the ones, it's not acquaintances, club, <laughs> club and drug acquaintances, they're not there, but yeah, it's these lovely people who come through, you know, and just shine the for you, they're beautiful, it's happened, you know, they've come through to me many times, and it's beautiful, you know, yeah, but people, definitely, comfort. <laughs> Um, I, I really went off track then, didn't I? I'm sorry. No, 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 you're totally fine. <laughs> we when go you off track all the time. That's like what we do. <laughs> when, you were, when you were writing um, the most recent book, The Story of Truth, um, did you learn anything about yourself after you like kind of sat back and were reevaluating yourself in your 20s? Yeah, because the thing is, while I was writing it, you know, I had I had several meltdowns, and it was it was so challenging that I thought I couldn't do it at times. And, I, I, you know, I've said this before on uh, interviews that, I had a therapist at the time, and um, she said, well, if you can't cope with it, you know, fictionalize it more. Um, I said, well, I can't do that because I won't care about it. I don't care about it. I can't write it because to me, as an artist, if I don't care, if I don't have the passion, you know, it's, it's tedious, you know, I must have a shop job. But oh, sorry, I forgot the question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What was the question? I said, what did you learn about yourself when writing oh, that book? But, um, but, but, but when I finished it, you know, looking back on it, it's like, I've had a fucking lovely life, you know. I was walking with a friend through Green Park yesterday, and I, I saw a hotel that wanted a, a, a punter, and I thought, I've had a fucking lovely life. And it was raining, and we were waiting to get a cab, and it was, you know, but it was beautiful and romantic. And, you know, yes, and looking back on my 20s, and, you know, I had some great times, and, you know, I didn't even write about them all. There's way more, way more sort of truths to write about, you know, if anybody wants them, and good times, man, good times, you know, lovely life, I'm fucking lucky, you know. Right. So uh, th I did learn that, yeah, I, I, I was very fortunate, and, you know, to appreciate and accept it and stuff like that, you know. So, and also, of course, when, when you're writing about, you know, your, your youth, you can't help seeing what you've become, you know, because um, I'm not as naive as I was, and... You know, I don't fall in love as easy as I don't fall in love at all. But I don't fall in love as easy as I did, and I don't have I don't have a dream, a goal, relationship. I don't have which because uh, I think those things are you know the set up to kind of for failure and or disappointment because you you have this illusion to live up to and it's not possible, you know. And so I'm much more realistic now. I've learned that I used well, to yeah, be unrealistic. Uh, well, don't you don't you agree that when you're fucked <clears throat> up, you're also you're not rational like. Oh, completely, baby, completely, when, completely, when you're yeah. you're up and coming down and medicating on, like, pain yep, pills yep. and come down and this and that, like, everything that you think is a relationship or what you want, it's yep. all an illusion. Like, none of it's real. Yeah, very, so. I so agree with you. And those, those magical moments you have on a hit of ecstasy, it's like, oh, yeah, they mean a lot. Yeah, that they, yeah. they have real solidity. <laughs> but they're going to go far, you know? It's, it's, such, it's such bollocks. And people, you know, I mean, still now, friends of mine say, yeah, but... You know, to touch that magic, it's like, yeah, but, you know, fabulous, but it doesn't mean anything, you know, it's just a chemical rush, you know, great, you know, just, you know, see for what it's worth, you know, it's it's a beautiful experience, but that's it, okay, come down, then gone, you know. Right. 
No, yeah, I, I think it's it, 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 it. I even think it takes a while, like you said. I mean, you don't fall in love any, as easily as you do. Well, you probably weren't falling in love anyway. Like, you thought you were. Well, hello, yeah. It, it, but there were just there were obsessions and infatuations, and you know, I think a lot of it was c- chemical compulsion. You know, obsessive compulsion because I wanted them to feel fix something in me, and because I wasn't doing it myself, and you know, I wasn't doing it for myself because I was so fucked up. And but now that I'm kind of happier, I don't need anybody to mend me because I'm fine, thanks. You know, if you want to come into my life, you got to make it a lot better for me. You know, to make it to make me want to be around you. Otherwise, I'm good by my own. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? It's. People have got to bring things no, to the I table, like that. good company or a good sense of humor or, you know, fabulous in bed, something. They've got to bring something to it rather than just company. You know, it's like, I don't need company, thanks. You know? Right. No, I think that's, that's, that's great. That's great. I think one of the things that um, I could really relate to you, Aiden, was going to NA and dealing with, you know, the addiction and how important that was in your life once you discovered it and how it kind of, yeah. you know, transformed you into a new person with a new outlook. You know, again, it all sounds so corny, but I can't tell you how true it was, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, that, anybody that out there who's thinking about it, you know, try it, because you've nothing lost if you try it, and, you know, because they have these 90 meetings, 90 days. Again, I'd say try it, because at the end of it, I bet you don't feel like doing drugs and drinking again, you know, it's, because once you realize, see that it's it's nicer, you know, it's, it, honestly, I'm not looking back, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I agree. Because um, when I went through it, it was um, it was tough. And I know one of the things you talk about is using drugs like um, a crystal meth and things like that. And you talked about how when you would use it, you became this real jerk. You know, oh my god! That you didn't like, and and I can really relate to that because when I used, I was a real jerk. Complete dick, I was. My God. Yep, and not in a good way, right? Word, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, in every sense of the word, just a physical manifestation of a dick sometimes. Fuck, anything, fuck, 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 I'm more fuck. Yeah, and as much, but there's as much brain and as much sensitivity and as much compassion, do you know what I mean? Stupid fucker, you know. That's what I was, a stupid fucker. So, I have a question, I have a question for you. Like, okay, so, it must, have, it must be weird. Um, I mean, how do you navigate dating? Because, first of all, I mean, you have throngs of people that just want to have sex with you because you have a big cock, and then you have and then you throw HIV into it all, and now you're sober. And like, I mean, what? Uh, how do you deal with all that? Um, I guess hopefully, like a, a sensitive, rational, adult, intelligent man, you know. Uh, but you know, I, I don't see any of those things as as obstacles at all. You know, they just make me me. You know, and anybody says they they don't come with baggage. They don't travel unless they have luggage. You know, that's it's stupid. You know, everyone's got luggage. You know. But um, no, I, do you understand I, what I'm saying? I, I, you know, everyone's got their things. You know, some people have got parents that have killed themselves. Some people have got, you know, a history of whatever. You know, it's like we've all got stuff. You know, it's like, but I don't see them as obstacles. I see them as just things that you work with. You know. I don't know. I don't mean, maybe maybe I mean, phrase the question a different way. I don't mean them as obstacles for yourself per se, but I just think that, like, you know, I mean. How do you tell the people that just want to have sex with you because you're famous for having sex, <laughs> and then people who are actually interested in you? And uh, I mean, well, you asked, what's the question? Weird? How do I tell them apart? Yeah. Well, not really, but just, just. I mean, I, I don't no, what was the question? Sorry. Them, I, I don't think it would be that hard to tell them apart. I'm just sort of like, how do you deal with it? I mean, do you still support? Well, you know, if they want to have sex, I have sex. If they want to have have something more, it's not very likely. Um, but I don't know, baby. What do you mean? I deal with them on a one-to-one basis, and depending on their requirements. 
Okay. I mean, that's kind of what I was wondering. I, mean, I didn't know if you were like, oh, well, I'm just getting sober, so I'm not having sex at all, or... Oh, know, God, no, I'm no, no, baby. You know, not, not at all. Like, you know... I, I, I deal with every, 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 every. I try every case individually, based on the merits and the, okay. and the problems. You know, it's, you know. Okay, good to know. <laughs> so everybody out there still has a chance. Is what I'm saying. I'm sure. There's, there's some people in the chat room who were interested that after they were asking, okay. Okay. Were okay. Well, they can contact me. They can contact. They can contact me through Facebook, Twitter, or. Oh, well, we, already put, we already put your phone number on Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> and website. Um, uh, no, I didn't say phone. I said Twitter, Facebook, and Aiden Shaw.com. I did it anyway. It's just because I knew you. Well, fuck you, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, here's a good question for you, um, Aiden, coming out of the chat room. What are your feelings about the criminalization of HIV-positive people? Uh, uh, well, of course, it's, 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 com it's completely horrendous, and it's, I mean, I mean, I mean, what can you what 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 can you say about it? It's it's evil to do that. Is evil is and also you know especially the you know the um you know the arresting people and the oh my god it's just oh it's it's just pure evil. It's it's, it's actually just a distraction because of other nonsense that's politically is going on there and it's and it's working because it's really distracting because it makes you think about it as opposed to other things that are going on wrong there. You know it's it's it's, it's I mean what can you say? It's ludicrous. What can you say? It's it's pathetic it's nuts it's everything it's yeah. but um, ultimately it's evil i think and it's prejudice well, so. i mean i mean and i was just doing i was i was just reading something for someone and um you know that even in the u.s there's like 250,000 approximately 250,000 people that don't know that they're hiv positive and it's like why the fuck would you get tested if you're going to be criminalized for the results of your positive so it's like it's <laughs> of course yeah yeah yeah, they, they, there's, there's nothing, nothing vaguely good that can come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To put it, to, to speak, say it lightly, no good will come of it. No. It's just, it's, yeah, it's, it's crap, complete crap. And, you know, if this was the 18th century, we might think, oh, okay. But it's not, you know, it's now. It's get real, man. Do you know what I mean? Get recent. So, so what, besides maybe a movie with cult, what's, what's up for you and what's next? Like, what are you doing? What am I working on now? Well, at the moment, I'm, yeah, I'm working so on kind of building a, 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 Yeah, and I'm, I'm working on my, my next book, which tentative, tentative, tentatively is called The Life and Times of a Sexual Subvert, which I'm really enjoying. You know, that's the working title. Right. Yeah, but it's, it's, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going through my whole life. I'm, I'm writing about my childhood and my teenage years, you know, when I was a little punky guy, a tranny goth. When I'm, I'm writing the porn years, the 10 years of porn or 20 years of porn. I'm writing about now, you know, what what I'm finding as an older gay man, the beautiful relationships I've had in my life, the, you know, the long lasting ones and the you know, the and the the things I see now coming out in, in, in out of you know, out of drugs and alcohol and the kind of life I'm finding for myself. You know, it's, I'm loving the book. You know, one, cause one day I'm writing about my childhood, you know, and playing Jesus in a school play. The next day I'm writing about looking at this the baby in front of me and what I feel about our communication. It's 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 such a beautiful book. It's gonna be my best book yet. Watch. Watch this place. And also, it's going to be a picture book, too, so there's going to be pictures documenting the whole thing. Because everyone always jokes, I wish you had pictures, but this one's going to have pictures. Yeah? That's a lover comedian. Yeah. Is it a pop up Um, There will be. During the porn years, yeah, of course. That's funny. Good answer. Good answer. How long does it take you usually to write a book from start to finish? 
Well, well, it really turns on the book. My Undoing took about eight years because I wrote it as it happened. Um, Sordid Truths took about three months because my publisher wanted had a deadline. And this book, I've you know, I'm giving myself six months deadline, so I'm still in the first month, so I want it finished in six months. So. But you know, that might I might not be able to achieve that, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best. I think I will be able to do it. Also, I've told I've told the publisher that I will do that, so it's very likely I won't let them down, you know. Right. <clears throat> and people can find your book on um, AidenShaw.com, Amazon.com, all those places. Well, no, I mean, especially just go to, uh, to Amazon or, or Barnes and Nobles, but you can go through my, but mine will just direct you to Amazon, you know. Right. But yeah, it's doing so well, my God. I, it's kind of surprised me how well it's selling. And also, uh, you know, I haven't read a single bad review. It's it's nice, you know. It's, it's if it, I feel like um, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I finally arrived somewhere, you know, very, very far down the road. But you know, I feel like I'm, I'm getting kind of an, some nice, nice responses finally. You know, I feel like people are taking me seriously and and giving me, a, giving me a bit of um, give you know, a bit of a pat on the back. It's nice, you know. Was that something that you kind of feared? Well, no, it's, it's, it's been a long time. It's, it's just, you know, it's just been a long time coming. You know, I had my first book published in '91. And you know it's it's 2010 now, so that's a long time coming. I've been writing for a long time, and so yeah, maybe this if this book if this book hadn't had this kind of success, I would maybe I would I would have given up completely because I was really I was really over it. You know, I was really over. There's only so much you can you know throw it out there and have no have no feedback. You know. Right. I'm gonna have to go but, pick um, me up a copy. <laughs> Definitely. Um, let's see, we're winding down. I, I want to copy, I want to copy that you come in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sorry, that's only for, only for Anjana, because Anjana's very, very special to me. Um, I've got to have her ripped knickers still, so, you know, I owe her. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know what I have to do to become special, but next time you're in town. <laughs> well, ask Anjana, if, 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 if you're nice, she may tell you what she had to do, and boy, did she have to earn it. I'm sure I can do anything she can do. Ah, yeah, I like to I like to hear you say that to her. Without, yeah, but uh, I think I think she's more talented. She's got those that trick pelvis, and she she can she can she's double jointed her back, isn't she? So well, she may be more flexible, but I'm I'm more practiced. <laughs> oh, you dog, you dirty dog. That's funny. That's so funny. Well, I'd like well, to see you like... fight. I'd like to, I'd like to see you fight it out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, cockfight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, Aiden, is there anything that we didn't talk about that maybe you wanted to talk about? Maybe something you have coming up, or where you're going to be signing books um, in the future? No, um, I'm definitely doing. There's um, in Fort Lauderdale. There's a kind of a gay kind of art festival or something in um, July. I think I think it's July. I'm, I'm going there to do a signing. I will be signing in Toronto at the, the Glad Day Books up there. Definitely. I think um, as soon as it gets a little bit warmer, maybe June, July. And um, I will be doing Chicago. I will be doing probably something else, uh, something else in New York. I don't know what. We'll see. Say again, baby. How come nobody ever comes to Philadelphia? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> I said nobody ever comes to Philly to do book signings. They always go to your New York and Chicago. Your voice, is, your voice is echoing. Where is that? I'm not sure, but that's fine. I'll figure no, out where you're I'm just teasing. I'm just, I'm just teasing you. Is there a gay book? Is, is there a gay bookstore there? Is a gay bookstore in Philly? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll definitely I'll come then. Um, I'll put me in contact with the people there, and I'll um, I'll definitely do a signing there. 
Do you, yeah, have, do you also do you have again? Because uh, I, I tend to only like to do places that have a gay bookstore, an independent one, but also some kind of gay press so they can advertise it. Because yeah, nothing worse than having readings and. Yeah. Oh, well, we well, will you email? Will you email me the details, and I'll, I'll definitely come and do one. And Absolutely. It'll be dedicated. It'll be dedicated to you, and you better be there, buddy. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> oh, I, will de- I will definitely come in the summer. Cool. <laughs> well, don't don't so forget to email for, me the details. I definitely will. But I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking so open and honestly about you, your life, your book, and and all the great things that you do. Because I think it, it really inspires other people to. To, to get moving and, and to stay focused on their life, and, and I thank you for that, because it takes a lot of balls to do that. Well, thank, thank you, baby. It's been, it's been a lot of fun, and you seem, like, you seem lovely and funny, both of you. But um, I'll I just, I just, just stress again, you know, that, you know, I, just, you know, I think we should try and keep as healthy as we can, you know, physically, as well, you know, and mentally, obviously, too. And it's the way forward, you know. <laughs> and our medication is going to work better, and, you know, we're going to be much happier. Because, you know, when you do a bit of exercise and you stay healthy, you get, you're happier, you know, as well, you know. That's right. I'll leave it on great. that note. Right. Thank you, Aiden, so much for calling in, and uh, thanks for staying up. Love to, to angina, too. I'll see you when I'm in New York, buddy. All right, man. Um, thanks for staying bye up bye. so late. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Thanks, Aiden. Bye. So you guys can find more information on Aiden at www.aidenshaw.com. You can purchase his books if you're on the Pause Am Radio Show page. You can actually see the ones flipping through next to his picture, and you can purchase them directly on Amazon by linking the picture. So um, that was amazing. You know, he's a really incredible guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, the real- um, he's, he's hilarious, too. Because like I, I met him, in, I met him at, uh, at a bar, and it was the, the Glammys, which is the Drag Queen Awards. So mm-hmm. like, we didn't have a long, extensive conversation. So, um, yeah, he's very well-spoken, and um, he's actually a lot more soft-spoken than I expected. Because when you're at a bar, you know, you're – Yelling because it's loud yeah. and, um, but yeah, very eloquent. Um, I'm sure his. I'm in. I'm. I'm gonna buy his book now. It's like I'm really intrigued. Yeah, me too. Then I have to go get that. Um, and then you know, when he comes, we'll get it signed. That's how it'll work. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I but no, the Angina story. I'm calling that bitch tomorrow. I'm be like, um, girl, what'd you do? Great. <laughs> <Right? laughs> We need to go do a show just about that. <laughs> I know. That'd be funny. So um, we're coming up next week. We're going to have on um, Mike, who is a POSIM blogger. Um, he has a blog, Living with HIV, on the POSIM community. So he's going to come on and talk about his experience and, and you know, what he's gotten out of blogging because, um, you know, he gets a lot of satisfaction out of that and input from people. So it should be interesting. Cool. Anything for you next week, Jack? Um, no, not coming up specifically. Um, right now I'm working on sealing speaking engagements in North Carolina on the 27th of February and then Lauderdale on the 28th of February. And then I'm going to Kansas in the, just some other, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a hot mess as usual. So, so I'm you're going to be in North Carolina soon? Yeah. I should call Jeremy and let him know. Jeremy is. Yeah. Yeah, I should uh, yeah, let him yeah. know about that. Yeah, so I, I can't remember what it's for because I get them all confused, so I have to look at my schedule. But, um, yeah, so next week is – what are where are we at? What's, we're um, – I don't know. I'm I'm going to see Lady Gaga on the 24th, and that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like so much fun. 
So I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And remind you, you can find more information on Jack at jackmackenhoff.com and more information on me and the radio show at pausim.com. Jack, have a great week, and I will talk to you on the 31st when we interview Dwayne. All right, babe. Be good. Thanks. You can find more information right. on our guests at aidenshaw.com. Have a good night, everyone.